Welcome to the Wrestling Headlines WWE Raw Review. My name is Matt Mayer, aka Imp, and we are live here on Wrestling Headlines YouTube and available on in podcast form later. Links will be in the description for Red Circle and all of that lot. Head over to WrestlingHeadlines.net for all your latest wrestling news and live once again as an Englishman, a very happy day, a very happy day indeed, defeating the Z-Germans in the football. Ah, oh, that was the 90 of the tensest minutes about this year. My God, <laughs> my God. Uh, but yes, we got through it with grit and a cup of tea. And I'm integrating the tea so I can drink it. Mm. It quells the beer. <laughs> anyway, oh, that was really loud clink. Uh, yes, anyway, we are live talking about Modern Night War, not about England destroying the Germans <laughs> in the football. I'm going to mention it more than a few times because, my God. Anyway, so we're going to be talking about money in the bank once again and how. For two weeks in a row, as soon as it's hit this kind of stride into going to the first show with live fans there of this new kind of, the kind of the post-COVID era, because obviously they had WrestleMania, but this is the first of, well now, Raw, the SmackDown, the TV is going to be in front of fans, the the pay-per-views from now on, the plan is, we're on the road again after this, AEW as well, around the same week are going to be going on the road, and uh, yeah, it's, the era's finally over, and like... We are counting down the remaining weeks inside the Thunderdome. A dystopian spectacle of a setup, which I cannot wait <laughs> to never watch again. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I can't wait to never watch a show without fans ever again. <laughs> that's my. Oh, that's the thing I'm most looking forward to. And, I, and with that said, for the second week in a row, Raw wasn't crap. In fact, I'd say. I might say I enjoyed it. <laughs> My God, mental. Uh, are we finally out of the rut? Well, you have to apply the WWE feel rule to like everything, so I'm continuing to do that here. And it's it's good to see other people also do this because <laughs> I've I've written it into my notes. <laughs> so don't don't forget about the three week rule rule. But then uh, as the day goes on, I was like, I just like to see what other people say as well. It's like ah, yeah, the three week rule thing. This is week number two. That's great. Two weeks in a row, Raw is like. It hasn't been crap. In fact, I found it watchable. <laughs> it's just for two weeks in a row. That's good. That's that's really good. So the next test is does this last three weeks? Because more than not, it's the three week test. If it lasts three weeks, uh, that's normally the sign of has it already fallen apart or this is the end point downhill after this or whatever the angle is gets scrapped or whatever. So like ne- if next week is good. Then that means you've lasted the three-week trial. Well done. Would you like to continue your subscription? Most times WWE say no. <laughs> so hopefully they, you know, the excitement of mid, mid-July, fast, fast approaching, <laughs> quickly approaching. Hopefully that's enough to like, get them excited, to get them boiled off and creatively not in the trenches of awfulness. Like still, there are areas of this show that aren't perfect. Or in fact, what I would call good, <laughs> but it's not in the it's not one or two out of ten awfulness across the board anymore. Two weeks in a row, this has been for me a three out of five show. But I mean that with the biggest praise 
<laughs> it's just that's why I don't like doing number reviews things because it gives you an impression of oh, so still not that good though. It's like oh, but I did enjoy it. I can enjoy. It. For me, TV doesn't have to be knock, knocking it out of the park every single week. I'm perfectly fine with an AEW show, for example. That's just mediocre. Things are set up. Things happen. It, it doesn't have to be mind blowing. If you've got like top notch kind of world building happening, I'm going to care. You can throw in the old like big moment, but it, for me, it doesn't have to be massive, insane spectacle. Everything, every single week. Then with uh, so like, with the bar here, no, we got really good build. We got that with Kofi MVP. That was just fantastic character building. Bobby Lashley wasn't even there. Massive thumbs up there. And the main arc of the show was a massive character arc. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's, just, it's like this episode was built for me. <laughs> well done. Um, and we'll talk about that first. Because the story of today's show is not only was Raw not crap <laughs> for the second week in a row, but the overall arc story of Matt Riddle in the main event representing his bro, Randy Orton, in an overarching story that I really enjoyed, that I really liked. And we kicked it off with a Money in the Bank qualifier for the qualifier Battle Royale. <laughs> Between quite a few people. And uh, like last week they announced a triple threat. But this week's was this week's triple threat in the main event was meant to get Randy Orton to like to that next character spot step or spot, whatever that was, for like for Money in the Bank. But suddenly he's unable to be on the show. Uh-oh, panic. What do we do? But you know what? Like, out of all the plan Bs in the world, this really wasn't the worst one. Like, if this was a plan B adjustment to Randy Orton, maybe, um, for a medical reason, whatever that may, medical reason may be, if he turns up and he's unable to compete on the show, then as a plan B, this was fantastic. <laughs> like, you brought this, that, throwing this together, that's, that's great. What was plan A? Unless this is plan A and Orton's not injured, which is like, this is also a really good story. I don't really care <laughs> as, a, as a fan of watching this, like, whatever the reality is, you've ended up telling a really strong story here. There's, cause you've got me excited for what's to come next, but I'll talk about it a little bit more once I've bashed out the intro of the show and the uh, end match as to how we're going to do this little talky bit. But the Money in the Bank qualifier for the qualifier, I will name everybody in the match, and then I've got it in capitals who were the final two, so we can blast through elimination stuff. So... Everybody, all the jobbers thrown into this, the lower card drudges of Monday Night Raw thrown into this match, as well as names where you're like, oh, oh, you're in that list. <laughs> so, kicking off Jeff Hardy, oh no. Uh, Viking Raiders, who they were more in there to show oh, animosity. I wanted to put Omos in that pun. Anomosity, there we go. <laughs> to suffer the anomosity uh, of uh, Omos's wrath. Uh, versus Mustafa Ali, Drew Gulak, Our Truth, Jinta Mahal, Humberto Carrillo, Angel Garza, Shelton Benjamin, Akira Tozawa, Cedric Alexander, Mansoor, Damian Priest, and Matt Riddle. The last two names there were the final two in the match. But uh, yeah, again, not the worst thing. We've got a real focus on Riddle's side of the friendship and what he was willing to go through for his bestest bro. Please don't spit them up for a SummerSlam. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Riddle fighting for Orton's Money in the Bank position with a uh, childlike fake letter giving permission for Matt to wrestle on his behalf. Pierce and Deville obviously don't fall for it, but they cave in anyway and he's in the Battle Royal. So here we go. Also positive, kicking off Raw with a match. Technically they kicked off Raw with explosions and then backstage authority segments like, uh, da -da -da -da. you can't move past it, can you? But <laughs> just saying there's no authority before giving me the exact style of segment 
anyway, <laughs> I don't care what you call it. It's the style of segment you're giving me. The format of the structure of your show. It doesn't matter what you call it. <laughs> anyway, so Benjamin threw Gulak out early before he himself joined him on the floor half a minute later. Uh, Ali's lessons from Mansoor continued as he saved him by eliminating Gaza before launching the lad out himself. So that continues nicely. A big boy Mahal launching the 24-7 scene out of here for Truth, Gulak and Tozawa to trade the belt before the lad who started with it in the first place wins it back. It's a 24-7 way, young Padawan. Uh, Omos destroyed the Vikings with the, again, suffering the anomosity <laughs> of Omos. Uh, yet Mahal tipping those two over to technically nab two more eliminations. So he's on four or five. I'll say four. During the break, Carrillo took himself and Ali over and out. It's like, oh, Ali got eliminated in the advertisement break. Uh, oh, well. <laughs> Before... My actual pet peeve, because <laughs> that's not my pet peeve. For my, uh, that's just a, oh, that's sad. I, I really like Ali. This is a like a recurring booking of a royale or over the top match that you see. It's a lad gets a load of eliminations and is then tossed over and out with no affair. <laughs> you built him up. <laughs> Why no payoff? <laughs> like my least favorite structure to a royale is somebody gets an elimination or a couple of them. It's like, yeah, I'm the person with momentum now. Then they get eliminated. Then the person eliminates them, goes through the same, like rinse and repeat. Whenever anybody gets a little spell of moves or momentum, that's because they're getting eliminated. Like, that's my least favourite. Because that means by the end, you've got nobody with momentum. Because <laughs> you've just given someone momentum and then just, way just eliminated them. Like, that's, my, that's my least favourite. But, yeah, here, they gave Mahal a load of eliminations. Like, oh, they're making him look strong. He's going to be in the final four. No, he's not. <laughs> he's gone. Uh, Alexander getting Hardy's number before his focus didn't shift well enough to Priest. And out went Cedric too. Final two. Priest and Riddle. And they got a really nice back and forth. Really enjoyed it. But like, really, it's just nice to see Priest doing the wrestle again. He's not been here since the zombie attack. Killed apparently eight... But I don't know what they did to the Miz to just give him a bit of a calf injury. <laughs> he's got a bad injury. Uh, I'm not <laughs> not billeting the injury that he's uh, suffered. Uh, but yeah, he got out. Lucky to see the zombies eat people. <laughs> anyway, can Riddle do it for Randy? Yeah, of course he can. Like in the Royale, yeah. <laughs> but he had to fight past a big boy, so there was something there. And it's a big boy that the fans respect in free. So it wasn't Mahal. I think that if he'd done it as Mahal, it would have been kind of. Like, oh, this was a bit, we're just waiting for Mahal to get eliminated here. But with Priest, like, oh, he's somebody's received a bit of a push up until a point, and now he's here. So, yeah. But yeah, a nice little bit with Riddle getting Priest onto the apron by using the triangle, quite like that, before nearly losing the match, attempting a signature or sorry, a signature autumn maneuver. Uh, it was the Drake DDT. Recovered with a Geordie knee to the fierce, making the truck play Orton's theme. Um, it's not his win. It's Randy's win. Yeah, that needs the fierce mon. <laughs> it's knocked him down. That's Geordie, not not Jamaican. <laughs> After and it's one of those weird things where whatever accent you do, you always end up on one that's accidentally offensive. It's like I was going for another white accent. <laughs> I suffered at it. That <laughs> was crap. Uh, anyway, yeah. So yeah, Matt Riddle making them play Orson's theme, and he does the pose as well as the pyro behind him. Yeah, a. Uh, nice little thing to lead into the main event and this is where uh, the real crap happens uh, I will say 
that the um, like Priest, Priest and Riddle as well had a nice segment before the main event. Like a genuinely funny little promo between the two. Uh, where Riddle is saying, I am Randy Orton. Like he's getting into that zone. <laughs> With uh, Priest saying that Randy's the one who should be feeling lucky to have a friend like him. <laughs> With Riddle just, <laughs> Riddle totally got me. <laughs> just responding with an, aww. <laughs> it's like, aww, that's, aww, that's nice. <laughs> For getting back into the zone. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, I thought that was... Uh, he, generally, he generally got me with that. He's been doing that recently. Uh, but the thing I love so much about this week's overarching narrative, overarching narrative, so much, is that as you're watching it, you're knowing that... what Well, you're questioning what is Orton's response to this going to be. Like, you, know, you kind of watching it half knowing, because you've seen so much of Andy Orton, like, knowing that he likely won't take too well to Riddle's gesture of respect in impersonation, like, uh, like compared to others like Priest, for example. And, uh, yeah. yeah, will how will Randy Orton respond to this? Like, knowing that he's not in Money in the Bank and it's partly Matt Riddle's fault. It's partly Riddle Orton's fault. <laughs> I forgot that he's, he is Randy. It's partly his fault because it was meant to be Randy Orton. And Riddle's like, I will fight for him and then Riddle doesn't win. So you've got that, you've got that little tension going on. I, can't, I was about to say animosity, but I've used up, I've used up the pun with Omos. <laughs> so that's a word I got to mentally avoid <laughs> a bit. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, competing in the match with a mixture of his own style and Orton's, the latter often costing him like into an AJ counter or launch from a Scotsman. Uh, and guess what? It was yet another chaotic main event to Raw, which I really enjoyed. Like Even through the crap, kind of judges weeks of WWE, it wasn't the main event that was dragging everything down. Sometimes you question the booking or the reason we're seeing the same match again, but often it's also met with that response of, yeah, I really enjoyed it last week, but you're giving it me again, I've already seen it. That that point being, I really enjoyed it. (laughs) It's like, no, no, they have been nailing strong main events and that theme continued here. Like, yeah. Even when, it's like the bulk of the show may be just been so difficult to get through, at least at the end of it, you get a, Hot, chaotic main event. That's really, really fun to watch. No different here. A hectic back and forth. Uh, announced table breaky breaky. <laughs> Riddle really elevated as he hung with the main event lads. Until whilst running via at ringside, his, his charged kick to AJ missed. And his swing went right into the steel steps. Riddle carried out on one foot as he cried out that he couldn't let Randy down. Uh, yeah, I love all of these beats. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Uh, inside of a hotly contested triple threat like all three lads holding their own. Riddle proving himself only to be halted by an injury and he's doing it for Randy as well. What's Randy's response going to be because he failed? Yes. (laughs) You're generating not just interest for tonight but also future nights which is something that Runner Night Raw has just not touched. (laughs) So that's great. Uh, Anyway. AJ and Drew went back uh, into an awesome back and forth before Riddle's return to uh, kind of to go to the final finish, he's on one leg, but he's doing it for Randy. Damn it! And uh, yeah, didn't go well, did it? <laughs> N- Riddle nailing the RKO on AJ, only for Omos to drag his tag team partner out of the ring. Claymore, Drew McIntyre qualifies for Money in the Bank. AJ and Drew, like there as your solid top talent. Riddle facing the adversity, the injury, the pain only to finish just short and fail for his bro. And, oh, 
is they've set up next week really well. <laughs> just specifically for this one, they set up more stuff for next week as well. Is it? It, it just it's dawning on me that oh, this is the final show of June. We were really not that far away from Money in the Bank. If I can do quick maths, and by quick maths, I mean look at the calendar on my laptop. <laughs> one week to the sixth, two weeks to the thirty. Yeah, we're like two weeks away. That's mental. There's only two roars, <laughs> and then we're back into live fans. We've got two more. Oh, I, I, so I would normally fear the penultimate show of an era like this because you might concentrate on the final show, the big one, and you got your big... And maybe the final show would be the one to be like, mm, we might be saving it for when fans are there. Uh, I don't know. They've set a lot of stuff up for next week because this isn't the only storyline where things were set up for next week. You got the return of Xavier Woods. They even ran a graphic promo video <laughs> for Xavier Woods returning to a match next week. Like, oh, well, isn't that nice? Oh, we haven't been getting this on Raw. Like, forward thinking. They, they've got a direction. They're going somewhere. Wow. <laughs> Not to get into a Mario character, but wow. <laughs> oh, it's been a day. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, the... Yeah, I'm feeling... I felt so positive after this show. Like, yeah. It's two weeks on a trot. Like, I was able to finish the... I was able to finish the show without that much of a whinge or a moan outside of the women's division, which I still think is just booked a bit crap. <laughs> but, yeah, it's... Yeah, they did it. Yeah, good stuff. And uh, again, the Riddle and Orton stuff. It's been a storyline we're really liking. And if this is a plan B, then you've generated such interest for next week just to see, well, what happens? What is Orton's response to all of this? How does he take it? If he doesn't take it well, how does he respond? Because we know how normal Orton would respond. But is he going to revert or has he grown as a character? Have we actually seen a character grow on Monday Night Raw and change? <laughs> it's a... Uh, yeah, it's not something... It's not the level of depth that we're used to. So this kind of stands out for that. So, yeah. Yeah. Like, they've figured out the bro character so much better. Like, when they started doing this kind of character, really bringing out Childish Edge to him, and I think the CGI doves <laughs> were a step. <laughs> I'm not going to say I like them now. I've definitely got used to their presence, but that doesn't mean I like or would rate them or keep them. <laughs> I still think they look crap, <laughs> but it's one of the things where because it happens every single week. I know they're there now. They don't. They don't jump out at me. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, they're the doves. That sort of thing. Then you are nothing to me, doves. <laughs> that's that's the true strength of a wrestling fan. That and being able to tune out commentary. So whenever you're watching wrestling with somebody who isn't a wrestling fan, and they tut and they go, oh, oh, this is. That's just silly. Why would you say that? That doesn't make any sense. You're trying to sell this thing. You're trying to tell me that this is the thing that's happening. It's like, oh, that's, oh, that's, a, that's such a laughable thing. And I just turn and go, oh, sorry, what? What are you talking about? Oh, the commentator. They just said this and that. It, yeah, yeah, I don't listen to commentary. <laughs> it's just you know, wrestling fans' ability to just zone out <laughs> the wrestling commentators. No matter how good, I can just zone them out and get into the match. Yeah, special ability. Anyway, Raw was strong. This Riddle Orton thing is setting up really nicely. Uh, the point I was making was they figured out the character. Like a few months ago, I just found the character a little bit annoying. It was like purely used for the comedy stuff. Now there's an actual story for that character to get kind of grow into. And Orton's been a fantastic partner in this as well. It's like, yeah, it's you've seen the character grow so much. And <laughs> it, you're learning so much about him and that fact that he just cares so much about Randy. That we saw this week what he's willing to go through. And as, as a step as a top babyface or kind of rising babyface, that, that's like a really massive step for Riddle to have taken. 
We'll see what happens next week. Please, <laughs> don't do it. Mark, well, like, I've got a list of worst case scenarios for this. <laughs> it's just, because there's, it's so run of the mill for WWE to, at this point, break them up, go through a SummerSlam. It's like, oh, but for me, the right thing to do, you make them champions at SummerSlam. You hold this out. You really make me feel they are a team and that Randy Orton has grown and that he ha- really has with Matt Riddle, only to rip it away from me <laughs> when I believe it. It's quite often the issue with WWE is they've got the match in plan and then you can kind of see the beats happen. So you don't often, you don't get that feeling of, oh, we are a team now. Yes. And it's kind of like with Owens Jericho. On a pre-show at SummerSlam, but then after that they were together like week after week after week, and eventually by the time they break up in February, you're like, ah, yeah, there's there's gravitas to this. We've seen them for an amount of time. That's part of it. Give me time to believe them as a growing friendship, then have Orton punt him in the head, <laughs> break my heart. <laughs> uh, that's uh, that's what I would do. Yeah, just keep it for a bit. Just keep it for a bit. So yeah, and I can see in the camera that my eyes are getting quite closed, so it's probably time for me to move on to the next segment. <laughs> yes, yeah, lots of things. I'm I'm no longer suffering from vaccination or from illness or anything. It's purely just you know physical labour and things like yeah 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 stuff's happening. I uh, don't have energy by midnight right now, <laughs> so you see it in my face. My eyes. Uh, become quite close on the YouTube video. Anyway, we can go through the card in order. Hopefully, it won't take that long. And because it was, it's positive. I'm not really gonna dwell on any moanings and any moanings I've got, not worth dwelling on. I could bring up my points and things, but uh, it's mostly positive this week again, which is great to say. Uh, only negatives really for the women's division because I like where you go. Where's this? Oh, come on. But maybe there were positives in there as well. Like it felt like it was just it was a little lump. <laughs> appearing in the women's division were like are you creatively trying <laughs> it doesn't mean I enjoyed what they were doing it's like but I do appreciate because I've been watching weeks and weeks of wheel spinning <laughs> so when I noticed it's a little there's a little cog turn it's like oh wait a second did a cog just turn just then did I just hear it just <laughs> it's like, that means the wheel might be going somewhere oh we'll, we'll see <laughs> but first off Nikki Ash Nikki almost a superhero Versus Shayna Baszler. I don't know if... I saw uh, Ryan Sutton put out on Twitter that she is officially known as Nikki Ash. Um, or might have been... Um, might have been Vossat. But I... Uh, I I've, I've only, yeah, the, it was nice and confusing where the commentator is calling her Nikki Ash and the announcer calling her Nikki Cross. Maybe it's just an, an error from the announcer. That's fine. It happens. It's fine. But you know what? This act, again, my opinion, because <laughs> I'm ready for the package on this. But you know what? This act is fine in the ring. It's fine. Like, it may even do all right <laughs> in front of fans. Or it might do all right <laughs> in front of fans. Like, if it weren't for the promos. <laughs> this is my kind of point. Where the promos do help expand. It is a character I feel like doesn't need a little bit of explanation just to not fall into question marks. <laughs> and I've done an alright job with that so far. But when I'm watching this, like what Nikki is saying, it's like, my God, they are the exact stuff we were laughing at Ricochet for half, a year and a half ago. Like, it's just, this is the tone. And we're laughing at Ricochet then. And, uh, da, da. but it's fine where it is. I think the difference was at that point, they were pushing Ricochet to go after Brock Lesnar. 
They are not doing that with Nikki Cross. <laughs> yes, they've got the fact that she's got this streak of sorts going on, but they're not about to have her defeat the returning Becky Lynch or something like that. <laughs> in, this is not a mega push to a main event role. Like, no, no. That's why I feel like something like this can be perfectly fine where it is. Like, that's why I'm not laughing at it as much, even though it's a similar thing. Like, the context around it, <laughs> it's kind of tough. And yes... The most jarring context is it wasn't that long ago that you're having really concerned Nikki Cross go to Alexa Bliss, who's then playing my games and turning on her friend, and now Nikki doesn't care. Oh, right. <laughs> it just, in that, all, none of that happened. You're both faces now, okay? <laughs> right. But it did, though. It did happen. That said, it feels like we're entering a new era, and I don't know when to like, kind of draw like the canon for fans returning, because I don't know how much is going to get kind of drops for when fans return they realise we're about to enter an interesting period where normally one of my main things is continuity and I'm like uh, that's why it's just like a little bit of a moan there <laughs> it's like oh no continuity with that bit and my memory isn't that good and I remembered that <laughs> like, it was weird for me Mr. Not That Great at Remembering Things uh, my observational skills are awful <laughs> but I'm like wait weren't you f like yeah it was quite a worrying kind of face on Nicky Cross not that long ago that said, we're about to enter an era where a lot of the stuff that was uh, portrayed in the Thunderdome era when you can control the fan reactions, when that is put in front of real fans, things are, things are going to get dropped. Things are going to get altered and changed. And we may see a bit of continuity wibbly-wobbly. It may just happen. <laughs> it may just be a thing. And that's something that we're entering like an unprecedented era for WWE. Well, again, they've been doing this in front of the Thunderdome fans where they can control the sounds and everything. But in front of a real crowd, yeah, things are going to get altered and changed. And with that, we'll when you maybe changing it week to week to figure it out. Yeah, continuity wibbly-wobbly. It's going to happen. <laughs> so I'm not going to... I feel like I'm not going to be as harsh on that in the weeks when fans return. Just because there's, there is that essence to it. AEW wasn't quite the same because they always had... Well, not always. They had the like other wrestlers there at ringside reacting to stuff uh, in a more organic manner, and then with the uh, kind of uh, like dribblings of live fans trickling in because <laughs> they had that open arena in Jacksonville, they were able to kind of do that in AEW. So they, I felt like they've always had a better sense. Uh, maybe I always get the impression they're slightly more on touch with it, but maybe it's just because it's their writing style's different. I'll leave it. <laughs> Rabbit hole. I'm going to be doing more. <laughs> But yeah, the main uh, the main point I'm trying to get at, continuity right now is going to go wobbly. And I'm personally fine with that, just because of the unprecedented, unprecedented event we are coming out of. That Like, WWE having a bit of in, wibbly wobbly continuity is like the least of my concerns. <laughs> as, as, a, as a world, we re-emerge after a pandemic. Like, so far down the list. <laughs> Is do WWE remember that a few months ago Nikki Cross feuded with Alexa Bliss? I don't know if you remember, guys. Like, I know, like, I know you're opening up after a pandemic and you've got to keep track of so many things, but do you remember? <laughs> I'm just like, I don't care. <laughs> do, uh, the bigger picture here, WWE returning to fans, if the cannon goes wobbly for a minute, uh, that is fine. <laughs> it's absolutely fine. Twitter won't react like that. That's not how it will go down. <laughs> But uh, I'll be fine with it. It's all right. Anyway. <laughs> right when uh, the match that they, we were watching in Nikki Ash versus Shayna Baszler, that's where I was getting on with this. <laughs> right when the match might have been building to somewhere, Alexa Bliss's music hits 
for the distraction ad break lead-in. Ah, so epic. A bliss with the Shane-anigans, because it's Shane and the men get it, yeah. <laughs> As she takes out Jax and Reginald in what Graves called a bizarre circumstance. She kicks them. <laughs> WWE style of writing for the commentators is just so hilariously ill-equipped for the Bliss character. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, what do you write in this situation? It's like, oh, it's, it's fantastic. Oh, oh. Hilariously bad. <laughs> uh, Baszler distracted. Uh, Cross got back in the match and soon rolled up the last for the second week in a row. It's a streak. A streak of unimpressive wins. But she keeps winning. So it's a her heroic thing, right? <laughs> right, that's the thing. Uh, uh, we'll see. We'll see. It's a, it's a weird one because I generally believe she's getting a title shot soon. That, that's, my, that's my prediction of where this is going. It is building up Nikki Cross to get to that point. So, uh, but she wins again. Oh, isn't it great? She's, she, this hero thing really is working for her. She's getting fantastic wins out. And I'm like, yeah, but none of them are impressive. <laughs> Not one of them. <laughs> Two of them are because she won. She didn't lose. <laughs> Does that work? <laughs> hey, Robinson. <laughs> oh, but yeah. I feel like I need to move on of the Nikki Ash stuff. It's like, yeah, again, don't hate it. In the ring, it's it's fine in the ring, uh, but um, I've, uh, yeah, I don't like the promos. <laughs> we'll see. Anyway, face to face, it's number one contender Kofi Kingston and MVP in a highlight of the show. This was great, really good, really enjoyed this. The uh, yes, number one contender Kofi Kingston, and because Bobby Lashley wasn't there, he wasn't there to be the Bobby Lashless, but no, Bobby Lashless, that's what I call him. He wasn't there. A great little back and forth between these two. MVP is fantastic, and like, enough of this shit, <laughs> Kofi Kingston, is a welcome sharp edge to this feud. Uh, Kofi saying he'll make Bobby Lashley pay for what he did to Woods last week. Uh, the champion's looking past him, but Kofi's clocked that he's looking weaker as time goes by. All of MVP's prizes of glory have got the champ taking his eyes off the prize. The vacations, the women. No wonder Woods nearly beat him last week. <laughs> no wonder. Uh, confident Porter still believes his man is the greatest thing going. Running down Kofi, who eventually tested his mettle in running at him and nailing a trouble in paradise. MVP with the, oh, too bad I'm not cleared to fight, uh, before immediately just, <laughs> just swimming with the cane. <laughs> it's like, oh, I love it when heels do that. <laughs> it's one of my favourite wrestling tropes. Yeah, immediately swinging at him, as, uh, at, swinging at Kofi in the ch mid-charge. Uh, Top-notch way to build the feud without actually having Kofi directly confront Lashley every week, which has been a massive problem on Raw, where you feel like you're just repetitively seeing the same thing over and over again. This week, Bobby Lashley, nowhere to be seen. Whatever, uh, I mean, because Autumn was also missing, it's like, oh, has there been like more than one person? <laughs> I've not heard anything come out. But... And before that, because that means to get creative, they have to mix things up, they have to come up with something. And the Riddle storyline was fantastic, and this segment here was also fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, yeah, really, really good build into a show. Again, you don't need every single week to give you this massive moment. We got that last week. We got a Hell in a Cell match on Monday Night Raw. Yes, it was the fourth one in three shows, <laughs> which is quite a lot. And it uh, still makes me laugh last week, where they were building up. Oh my god, it's the first time in 23 years that there's been a hell in a cell. 
on Monday Night Raw, and my immediate reaction was, it's been three days since it was last on telly. <laughs> it's uh, not as impressive sounding, I'm just going to say it. Not as impressive. Yeah, but yeah, it, perfectly fine follow-up. We got our big moment last week, and this time is kind of the slightly calmer character stuff. And I like the flow like that, where you focus on a different like segment of your show. You focus a lot harder one week, and then the next week they're in a little bit of a background because you focus on something else. So last week, it was the WWE Championship. This week, it was Riddle and Orton with that stuff. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> well done, WWE. I'm not crapping on you. I'm praising you. <laughs> uh, after that, Asuka and Naomi versus Eve Marie and Dewdrop. This, uh, this, uh, hmm, we'll see. <laughs> it's Monday night. It's rematch time. It's rematch o'clock. <laughs> Will Dewdrop agreeably partake in the evolution this week? Uh, uh, kind, no, kind of. Uh, this time it was Eva with the walk away, but it didn't work. Oh, she fails again, uh, saving it all by announcing herself as the winner to get her heel heat back. Uh, she's technically right. <laughs> she was teaming with Viper. <laughs> she didn't win. Uh, Graves the heel calling the inspirational genius of Eva Marie, as the other two are putting over how impressive the, the, the sudden 2-1-1 dominance from Piper was. And, uh, oh, poor Asuka, by the way, from champ to chump in one wash cycle. Oh, oh dear. Oh, dear. Uh, but, yeah, my main thing with this is why Woods do drop <laughs> Vessel in this tag team match and not expect some kind of a bottle? As in her face when she's reached for the tag for Eva, then Eva drops off the rope like, oh, I've got you. And then she wrestles, she, she's like, oh, damn, oh, what? Oh, I hate you. Oh, and then turns around and wins. And she fought off uh, Naomi and Asuka. But, like, the faces, like, the facial reactions that I'm getting from this is that she was genuinely surprised that Eva did that and that, oh, Eva's got one over you, but she's too good at the wrestling and actually wins. Now, if Eva is still underestimating her and she's able to get the win, the story isn't that, like, she saw it coming and was able to get over the obstacle. It was she didn't see it coming, but it's so good she got over the obstacle. <laughs> it's like, why didn't she see this coming? <laughs> this is, why would she team with her? Like last week, like I, uh, there's part of the story can't hear missing. <laughs> like it's kind of like filling the blanks. As in, she turned on her last week. This week she's back together. Seemingly, either's got a thumb on top of her again, and then this happens. It's like, well, we're missing a massive chunk here. <laughs> it, as in, it's like they're the act together. And therefore, they're going to be together, together again next week. So, uh, but there's there's actions and reactions, like cause and effect. <laughs> I'm missing a massive like chunk here. <laughs> what, what, what am I missing? Uh, anyway, I want to move on to the next match because it's time for Ricochet John Morrison. Now, enough of the running down on the show and that crap. This was brilliant. <laughs> Athleticism, Lucha Underground comes to Raw. Get in. Uh, lots of inventive spots incorporating whatever surroundings were available, including the Miz and his wheelchair. <laughs> A fantastic like, leading to ag break, jumpy, spinny thing off of Miz's wheelchair. A wee bit of fun before the break as things massively escalated afterwards. Uh, and I, I enjoyed that. They set the tone for athleticism and fun. And then after the break, they went Higher than that, <laughs> up to the big match-ending spot, Ricochet springboarding to the outside and flying down onto a barricade perch, John Morrison. A match of pure inventive athleticism. A perfect fun bout for the spot on the show. Like, if there's any gripe 
because I really enjoyed this, even though it ended in counter as well. The spot was good enough to warrant it. But like, if there's any gripe, it's that Ricochet wasn't allowed to grab a win off of that by just making the tank out. So like, I feel like that would have been fine. The spot was like devastating enough. I wouldn't have minded somebody going over though. <laughs> it's just like, but I feel like it's a minor gripe given that the match nailed the notes he wanted to play. So I'm not really gonna. Yeah, I mean, technically, Nikki Ash also nailed the notes they went out there to play. <laughs> so his question is, uh, do you like the notes or not? <laughs> and it's like, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's fine. This is fine. I mean, obviously, next week when we get John Morrison Ricochet again, because it ended in a non-finish, I won't be as positive. As in, it's going to happen. <laughs> I feel like it's pretty much assured. <laughs> and I know of Monday Night Raw books. We're getting this again. And the hype will be, how, how amazing was it last time? It's like, yeah, but this is Raw. We get rematches all the time. <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's not just Morrison, Ricochet. It's like, cause it, yeah, they were great. But I'm expecting rematches at this point. So I'm not buying it. Why would I care about the first meeting of a wrestler when I'm not going to get it the week after? Uh, anyway, speaking of divisions I don't care about, the uh, women's tag team scene integrated with the Raw women's scene. A... Uh, Charlotte Flair, Natalia, Antomina versus Rhea Ripley, Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke. A two-camera promo from our faces cut short. Right as the champion herself started speaking. <laughs> for mayhem, as all six of our competitors entered a chaotic brawl for our ad break lead-in. And uh, I'm just watching that going, is there, is there actual creative effort this week? Because <laughs> last week, Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley to set up their match at Money in the Bank had a cutty-cutter, anyone-can-say-these-lines, this-is-pure-set-up, no-character-style of promo. That, that, that segment had no character, as in, they could have just flashed up a match graphic and had just as much character, just as much depth. <laughs> as in, a flat picture was, had just as much depth as what they gave us. So, this week, when I watch this, and they're getting over the animosity with actions, I'm like, oh my word. <laughs> Has there been actual effort this week? Oh, my God, Becky Lynch returned confirmed. <laughs> There's no other way around this. Uh, Rose fought off the sharpshooter. But right as she landed a knee, Flair was in for a big boot and the win. Uh, cheeky chop block from the face champion? <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, the, she was pretty heel at Money in the Bank. And then she's teaming here with the, with the good people. And Charlotte Flair's the definite baddie. But, but maybe Flea was the... Person getting lambasted for the for the baddie, <laughs> for the baddie actions. Uh, I guess they're both villains. Is that is that the point? It's just that Charlotte Flair's the more villain, so that makes Ray Ripley the one that teams with the not villains. But they're both villains, I guess. <laughs> I don't, it changes week to week. I don't know if they know or care. <laughs> I don't. She's the champion as well. Oh, it's weird. It's weird. Uh, yeah. I mean, the match was chaotic tag match, and then it kind of calmed down a little bit before them blowing up in the end. Uh, but yeah, my main takeaway from this, it felt like there's actual effort here. And this has been doing the backstage segments between Natalia, Tamina and Rose and Brooke. The, like, the backstage segments where one's getting the photos, one's trying to train and take it seriously, then you swap the roles, so a bit of hypocrisy from the heels, uh, which, is, which is fine. But it comes after Hell in a Cell where Natalia, I think, I think Natalia just beat Mandy Rose. It's like, okay, cool, settled. You, like in the build to the match... The faces weren't able to prove themselves. And <laughs> so why is it continuing? And, and here, the heels won again. So 
Rose and Brooke haven't won in this feud yet. <laughs> so why are they still challengers? Because there's nobody else. But, you know, kayfabe-wise, like, within the world. Like, oh, yeah, cool. But that said, it felt like this week specifically, there was a bit of effort here to show it in the ring, in action. They showed us, didn't tell us. <laughs> so, yeah. We'll see, how they, we'll see how it goes from here. But for one week, it's mostly positive notes. <laughs> I'll take that. And the chop block afterwards... Was the the cheeky chop? It it got it got heat, I guess. But I mean, is she here? I don't know what she is. <laughs> what is Ray Ripley? <laughs> what is she? What are you? What are you? I feel like that's a very good leading to Elias Jackson Riker. <laughs> what are you? It's a strap match, Jackson Riker, doing the whatever it is Christian like the ultra Christian, just lamping himself on the back with the strap. Uh, it's because I want to know where the best place to hurt my opponent is. Okay, normal human. <laughs> I, I, I really did like uh, R-Truth reacting to him early in the show because when he was doing that last week, it was like, oh, it's a bit odd. Uh, he's trying to get over the super serious character, but it's a bit odd. Uh, so R-Truth reacting just like that, just as the viewers were reacting to it. Like, oh, that's, if that is a reaction to the response, then that's a good reaction. Is it R-Truth just like, I, I get it, but it's still a bit weird. <laughs> so yeah, enjoyed that. Uh, Elias, a little note, Elias entered with a generic rock theme that isn't him. <laughs> like, I, like that's a bit weird, uh, okay, after they just dropped that part of his character. The man is ripped, ahead of the return to for live fans in fantastic shape. A shame he's in a feud with Jackson Riker. <laughs> You're in amazing shape for a feud I don't care about. Riker's, I guess, homework <laughs> paid off as he knew exactly where to inflict pain on his opponent. Uh, strap him in, right to hell. Uh, purge himself of weakness and all of that, I guess. A black hole slam from the former TNA man for the win. And it's like, yeah, they slapped each other with the strap a lot. And they got the, the scars. I think Viker got a strap across the boob. Yeah, it was... Um, yeah, it was fine. <laughs> I mean, because it was a strap match, there was something more to it. I definitely cared a lot more than if this was just a straight-up match. They built the animosity. They tried to make me care. I'm just, I'm just not into Jackson Viker, where him as the babyface guy is a major problem for my personal investment. Where I don't think I'm going to get into Jackson Viker's stuff. I mean, what kind of um, thing I've got behind that is I did watch him in TNA. I've watched him for quite some time. And uh, I can I know what I'm in store for here because I've seen him before. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. They put creative effort behind him, so I will give them that. <laughs> the question is, uh, well, what's next? We'll see. We'll see. Elias got beat here pretty soundly, and uh, yeah, again, he, he doesn't even sing his own theme anymore. He doesn't even sing the theme tune or write or anything. Do you know it, Rock? <laughs> generic rock Pete, Peter Walker would be oh I'd be horrified oh, generic rock Ugh. Ugh. anyway that's a random naughty's TV reference <laughs> anyway that is the end of the Monday Night Raw review what did you make of it again I'm massively positive I thought the show was very easy to watch and I got through it I'd give it a 3 out of 5 again if I'm giving it numbers which again 6 out of 10 if you're giving it that middle but it's fine it, it didn't offend me really my critiques there, there weren't anything that, that, that kind of took me out of the show. I, I was able to enjoy it from start to finish. Uh, no, nothing astounding, but it was solid. It was, Raw was okay. It was okay, guys. <laughs> it was okay. Uh, for the second week in a row as well. 
In current and after the current form they've been in, is there any more glowing review you can give? Raw was okay. <laughs> it was okay. Uh, anyway, what did you make of Raw? Uh, hit, hit me up on Twitter at the damn Implicat or whilst I'm streaming on the Twitch at the Implications. Can't stream this week. There is building work going on at my house. It is loud. So, uh, the, yeah, that's not happening. And, uh, yeah, that's partly why the rundown face. Uh, and I will be... I'll be live with the Raw review next week. There's no pay-per-views and everything. I remember going through a street where I felt like every other week I was going to be live, be it AEW, be it New Japan, be it um, NXT, main muscle WWE. I was up late loads. Now I look at the schedule, it's like, God, I've got nothing till July. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think partly that's because of New Japan. They're kind of staving off Olympics, pushing them back as well. Uh, those adverts have started now over here during the Euros. BBC started airing their video package for the Olympics. It's happening, it's happening. Anyway, I will be back on next Tuesday, this time next week for the Raw review. Again, still unable to do the NXT review, but we'll get back to it eventually. Anyway, what do you make of Raw? What do you make of Matt Riddle in the main event? Did you impress you like he impressed me? Are you able to get into the Riddle uh, storyline as well? I've seen because of uh, speaking out last year, there still, are still people who just are not going to be able to get into anything he does. Um, I feel like I'm... I want to say I'm lucky... I feel I'm able to get into it, will be my thing. Um, so I, I, I am able to enjoy it. Yeah, it's, it, yeah, it's, it's a serious matter. Like Obviously, if you can't get into it, it because of what happened. It's, yeah, it's understandable. It's fine. <laughs> I'm not going to question any of that. Uh, yeah, I feel like I'm about to... I need to sign off. That's a, I've started something which deep which needs further explaining. <laughs> I don't have the time. So that was a mistake. <laughs> I guess if you, you want to continue that air. Hit me on Twitter at the, da, at the implications to Damien Picat. Twitch the implications with the second S. I finally finished that plug. That's the plug I was trying to finish. Why well, I got the names mixed up. Wrestling headlines on Twitter. That's Russell headlines without the E. All these are just, if you're on the YouTube video, they're just underneath the pictures the entire time. Also, wrestling headlines on Facebook as well. There's also a red circle where the pod podcast version of this goes up later. There's a donation option on there as well if you really do want to support us. Anyway, all engagement is welcome. Never take anything for granted and all that jazz. Like, subscribe, rate five stars on the iTunes things. It's it's all it's all massively thanks. Also, check out the other shows we've got on the radio side of things as well here at Laws of, uh, it's Laws of Pain Radio. Still need to be branded <laughs> wrestling headlines. And uh, yes. I'm going to go to bed now and revel in England beating the Germans. <laughs> I can go to sleep happy. We actually beat them. Can't believe it. That's my takeaway from the Raw review. Is that England beat the Germans after I finished watching it. <laughs> huzzah. Huzzah. Anyway, with that, I bid you adieu. Adios. Ten.